ever see someone with their glasses or have a child who needs glasses and you say, wow, those make you look so smart. Well, I don't know who in the world did this research, but apparently glasses make people look less intelligent. What? This is Mm-mm. crazy. I mean, Mm-mm. how many people wear glasses that aren't even a prescription? Mm-hmm. It's just glass because they, want to look they love the way they look. Or someone right. wears a pair of glasses on TV and it sells out because everyone wants that look. Right. So I don't know who did this research, but I think glasses do make you look smart. I'll tell you who did the research. People were selling you contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the money. How many times do I have to say it? Anytime there's a research project out, you got to find out who funded it. It was the contact lens, people. I guarantee it. When was the last time you binge watched a show coming up? Why that may be becoming a thing of the past. When was the last time you binge watched a show coming up? Why that may become a thing of the past because... Netflix wants to move away from binge release of shows. Hmm. They would rather switch to week-to-week releases because they're trying to compete with all the other streaming services. (laughs) And they feel like this is a way they can keep viewers engaged for a longer time because you're like, when's the next episode out? After all, we all know someone who's subscribed to a service, binge-watched the show, and then canceled Mm -hmm. the subscription. And the other big issue, people who have much more time to binge... And then post or talk to everyone about the big spoilers and mm, ruin the mm, show for everybody else. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see. You don't like it. I heard you go, no. Yeah, we can talk about this. I, I, I'm not in favor of that. I okay. want them all, all available at once. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. So uh, I, I don't think, I don't want to tell Netflix how to run their business, but <laughs> I don't think changing how they release their shows, their series shows, like, Stranger Things, or they just released Cobra Kai, doing it one episode at a time mm, for a streaming service. I'll tell you why I think that's a bad idea huh. next. Today was just saying Netflix may be uh, changing their strategy and um, releasing shows like Stranger Things one episode at a time, mm-hmm. like consecutive weeks rather than all at once to avoid binge watching. I'm, I'm saying no, that that's not going to work. And, and why do any of us pay for streaming? For any of these streaming services, because we want it when we want it, right? Not when the, a network or some corporate executive decides you can have the show now. No, we want to watch it all at once, one fell swoop, if that's what we want to do. Or uh, my wife and I have done this. Maybe you've done it. You get towards the end of a series and you're like, we only have three left. Let's divvy these out. We'll watch them on consecutive nights, you know, because you don't want to. I don't, don't want know. All, to end. all our ser- the services we have, it's one a week. And, I mean, then you get really, really behind. So if you get behind, you could binge if you wanted to. But mm. I, there's nothing that lights up your brain when it's like, oh, they released a new episode of our favorite show. All no. right. I'm so excited. No, it does light up your brain. They released the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some serious binge watching. You know what? Maybe the binge watching thing does have a negative effect for streaming services like Netflix. Um, because you, you could watch it all in one fell swoop, so you're not spending days and days and days with them and coming back over and over again. Once you're done with that, you you know, you move on to, to something else. And and also, um, Cobra Kai just came out. You know, the continuing story of you know, Ralph Macchio, the karate kid. Oh, don't you and your wife watch that show? We watch I don't know how many seasons are in now, and the new one just came out and we watched the first episode and we're like, meh. Oh. And we were meh because it's like the same story again. Mm. They don't move it forward. It's like the same thing again. And you have to wonder, I know you haven't watched it, but 
It's like these adults are way too concerned and way too involved in these kids' lives. Hmm. <laughs> <It's>, Sounds real. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds like a reality yeah, show. We've heard of helicopter parents. Uh, Ralph Macchio and the other adults, they landed the helicopter, got out, <laughs> and are involved in all their kids' lives. It's just kind of weird. I still feel like the biggest nerd in the world because I've never had Netflix. Yeah. For years and years, you used to tell me, don't waste your money, don't waste your money, don't waste your money. And then all of a sudden, they started doing original programming. You're like, you got to watch the show. What's it on? It's on Netflix. There's been a few on on, uh, Netflix that we've liked. When you're married to someone, the occasional disagreement comes up, right? So they set out to discover the most common disagreements for most couples. Uh, I'll give you the top three in just a minute, but one that made the list is totally me and Glenn, Kev. It is squeegeeing the shower. That is a disagreement with us. I think it should be the entire shower. He thinks just the shower door is enough. But I feel like you got to get all that moisture out of there or the gook will grow. Why would you do it halfway? (laughs) Yeah. Why just the door? Yeah. Couples disagree on how much time the other is spending on their phone and not taking out the trash. But coming out on top, here are the top three. Number three, not putting dishes away. Second place goes to leaving the toilet seat up. And the number one most common disagreement between couples, leaving lights on around the house. Mm, I thought it might have had something to do with how to load the dishwasher. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, there's a specific way to do it. <laughs> Taylor just had for us the uh, three things that people are, are having their little marital spats. Things they're arguing with their better half about. There was something that I'm surprised after having raised four kids, my wife and I together, something I'm surprised wasn't on that list. And it does have to do with the kids. Tell you what it is next. We're talking about why couples have little spats, little arguments. Tell me if you agree with this is one of the top arguments, especially when your kids are little. And here's the spat I'm talking about. You don't back up your spouse with whatever kind of... uh, punishment or type of discipline they've handed out to the kids Ooh. in front of the kids you don't back them up Uh-oh. that is not good not good at all you need to have that unified front and you only learn that as you go along i mean i'm sure mm-hmm. there are some parents who are like oh no from day one we've been a unified front even when the kid was in diapers we were a unified front good for you most of us had to learn that lesson of you know i don't know Tracy would say, okay, go to your bedroom and no TV for a month. And I'd go, a month? Isn't that a little long? And she just would stare daggers at me, right? (laughs) So I learned, save that question for later. (laughs) (laughs) The daggers worked. (laughs) They taught you. Right. What is the deal with you husbands and how you like to scare your wives? Like, why is that (laughs) the funnest thing ever? We're going to talk about that next. Why do husbands like to scare their wives? My uber-feminist daughter would say it's conditioning of the patriarchy expressing itself as toxic masculinity. Oh, whereas, don't make this negative. Whereas I would say, no, it's just fun. Yeah. Oh my. I don't know about your husband, but my husband loves to scare me. And he has some epic moments where he's gotten me so good. And at first I go... And I'm doing that mildly. And then I start laughing, you know, Mm -hmm. that I think it's hysterical. Well, he almost got me so good the other night, but I think the setting and the fear in my voice and a slight amount of anger had him back off. So here's what happened. We were doing some traveling and we're this little teeny tiny historic town 
with cobblestone streets and this beautiful old cathedral. And we're just walking around and we love the sound of the bells at night. And it's like, oh, this is so great. It's so romantic. So wonderful. And we're like trying to look at the church and figure out what year it was built. And it's pitch dark outside. And we go into this courtyard and we realize it's a cemetery. And it looks, if you've ever seen the movie, like it's right out of the Disney movie Coco. Mm. I mean, it's got the architecture. It's got the little glowing red candles on the grave sites. And we're just walking around like, wow, this is represents so many loved ones and so much history. And mm-hmm. we're just really like taking it all in. It was just amazing moment. And then all of a sudden, I can't find my husband. I'm like looking everywhere, there, there. My eyes had adjusted to the darkness by then. And I'm like, I finally went, Glenn, this is not funny. Please do not jump out at me. Like, this is too scary. And I just like begged him. And he finally like gently came out. And I said, that was so mean. (laughs) Because the last thing you want is someone jumping out at you in a cemetery in pitch darkness in another country. So I got him to back off that time. But I don't know what it is about you husbands. You love scaring your wives. I have a story for you about scaring my daughters that kind of went horribly wrong. But uh, I did look up, why do we like to scare people? Oh, what does it say? <laughs> they're they're saying that part of the appeal is that you hijack someone's mental state, and it's like a control thing. Ew! <laughs> so husbands <laughs> like to control their wives by scaring them to death? I, think I don't think it's that. I think, nah. I think they're overthinking it, and yes. it's just fun. It's just fun. Because my wife likes to do it back to me. <laughs> it's oh, not a... It's Good for her. I can never get Glenn. Thing. I try. Um, but one time I tried to scare my daughters. They were, remember years ago, gosh, this is five, ten years ago. Everybody was upset. There are clowns. There are clowns out there and they're coming for you. Do you remember yes. that? And it There's was, been movies made about them. It was just an There's urban been... legend, but somehow it took on through the internets. It took mm-hmm. on a life of its own. Yeah. And my kids were irrationally irrational about this. No, dad, it's happening. Look, here's another article. And I'd look it up on Snopes and be like, it's fake. See? Mm-hmm. So they were going nuts about this. So I thought I'm gonna, I'm going to teach them a lesson. So I bought a clown wig and some <gasps> clown makeup. You did not. And they came oh. home. They came home late one night in the dark, and I hid in the bushes. <laughs> <gasps> that is so wrong. They walked up to the front door. <laughs> Rah, I jumped out at them, and my wife videoed it. Oh, so <laughs> she was in on it. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say. It didn't go well. Did, I'm going to leave it Are at you that. still paying for therapy? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> it, did, it did not. Go, it was not the moment of terror followed by laughter that I had envisioned. There's no laughter. <laughs> no. There was terror and, and Tears. Ac- accusations of worst dad in the world. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not giving back the world's greatest dad coffee mug you gave me for Father's Day. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I guess you have to know where the line is. Yeah, and you stepped over it, I guess, (laughs) according to your daughters. Hey, you hear so much about how motherhood affects women, right? Well, check out what they discovered: becoming a dad does to men. Hmm. You've heard of baby brain for moms, right? Right. Well, get this: new dads. Brains shrink when they become a dad by 2%. Mm. It showed up in, on MRIs. Now, they're not 100% sure why, 
But the researchers suggest that the change may make it easier for fathers to connect with their child. Personally, now granted, I am not a mother, but I've observed a lot of moms. I've four sisters that are moms, lots of friends that are moms. I think it's from the sleep deprivation. That's <laughs> so, what makes the dad's brain shrink. So we're saying the brain the brain shrinking causes some type of cognitive problems that it doesn't improve anything. It, it makes it worse. Are we assuming something there that we shouldn't? Mm, I don't know. This is just, they have to do more research. This is just MRIs scanning the brains before and after becoming a dad and the brain shrinks mm. only by 2%. But mm. It's yeah, but it's so a, much. I watch our coworker as a Mike, guy, who's a need, new dad. We need all the brain space we can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't afford to lose two percent. <laughs> Do you have any interesting little like uh, medical home remedies in your family that you're like, oh yeah, my mom did that, my grandma did that. Well, I was today years old when I found out there's a trick that so many people are using to get over colds faster. I had no idea. I've never heard of this in my life. I'll tell you what it is next. Do you have a funky home remedy that runs in your family that you've just been doing it for years? Love to hear from you. So I was today years old when I learned that there is this home remedy that people have been doing for years and years and years that's made popular again by social media. And I'm like, what? So my sister is telling me, she goes, yeah, I was feeling a little bit under the weather a couple of weeks ago. So I had my husband, Ted, help me put the hydrogen peroxide in my ears. And I went, what did you just say? She goes, I hadn't put hydrogen peroxide in my ears. I'm like. Because she had a cold? And then she like very distinctly said, oh yeah, you know, when when we were out of town one time and the my daughter stayed with with mom, the woman that helps take care of my dad, Linda, she would always put hydrogen peroxide in their ears when they get out of the pool. I'm like, what? what? I've Why? never heard of this in my life. And she goes, yeah, I just saw on TikTok this girl said, if you put hydrogen peroxide in your ears, I'll help you get over any virus in four days. And so you lay on your side. and Where you put, was she like, for the last two years? Right. That's my question. <laughs> she could have cured COVID. Right. Who knew? <laughs> but my sister said she was feeling like super fatigued and just not feeling right. And so she laid on her side and she, her husband put a half a cap full of hydrogen peroxide in, in her, her ear. ear. And you lay there for 10 minutes and you can hear it bubbling. And then you roll over and you do the other side and you lay there for 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay. Okay, uh, I've never heard of this in I'm my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I need, I haven't had a chance. This was just last night when my sister and I were out together. Yeah. But I need to Google it. But apparently people swear by it. And like when my nieces were very, very, very little, this mm-hmm. woman named Linda is a close family friend. She's like, oh, yeah, you, when the kids get out of the pool, you put peroxide in their ears. So get all those germs out of their ears from the pool and i'm like i would love to hear from a medical professional that's listening right yeah and their first thing will be like do not listen to dr tiktok that's number one right but i i have a problem like if i jump in a pool i i always say like i rarely get in the pool and submerge my head because i get water in my ears yeah and it'll be like hours before it comes out the last thing in the world i'm going to do is pour liquid in In my ear ear. because it ain't coming out yeah i'm gonna it's gonna sound like i've got the ocean in my ear exactly three hours later so what's your crazy weird home remedy that your family uses i found out my family uses peroxide in ears no one taught me Elena, we're talking home remedies. What do you have for us? Definitely the saltwater gargle if your throat is scratchy. And okay. we definitely did rubbing alcohol in our ears after swimming in the pool or the ocean as kids. Really? Rubbing alcohol. Not peroxide, but rubbing alcohol. I've never put stuff in my ears ever. 
we put a few drops in our ears as a kid and lay on our side, and then we count. I think it was for a minute, and then you switch sides, and it actually gets the water out of your ears. No kidding. Who knew? Hey, Arden. So how about you? What's your funky home remedy? So my great-grandmother told me this, to take normal iodized table salt in water whenever you started to get a scratchy throat, you know, during the cold and flu season, Mm -hmm. and put it, run it down your nose and down your throat. Really? Just... it It is really weird, but if you think about it, when you go to the hospital, to the emergency room, and you've cut your arm, what's the first thing they do? They put iodine on it. No, they the ask. Who, they ask who your insurance provider is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> but, but after that, after they took care of all of that, he's got no pulse. Iodine. Did you check his insurance yet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they put iodine on the the cut or the huh. whatever. Fascinating. Maybe maybe Grandma was on to something. Steve, we're talking about home remedies. What do you got for us? Well, this is something, instead of you putting what you was talking about in your ear, like liquid, well, you can take an onion, cut it in half. Onion has so much stuff that you can do with it. You put it up against your ear, wrap it around, you know, take some tape or something, wrap it around your head (laughs) with the onion up against your ear and sleep with it all night long. And what it does is the onion draws the infection out of your ear. That's for anybody who has an infection in their ear. No way. I've never heard this no in way. my life. Now, you know what I've I'm heard? fascinated. Here's what I've heard. When cold and flu season comes around, if you do this, whenever you go out, like you go to the mall, you go to church, take two baby carrots and you shove them up your nose, you will not get sick. Because no one will come within 10 feet of you. True. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I just Googled the onion thing. It's a thing. What? It says no put way. a couple of drops of onion juice in your ear or onion wraps on the ear are the are a remedy for ear pain. What? Yeah, you can put onion juice in your ear according to, this is like uh, gohealth.com. That's well, so wild. What, what, if I, what if I just eat a bag of Funyuns? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Have you flown on an airplane lately? Well, thank God a nurse was on this flight. Everyone is on this spirit flight to Orlando. When all of a sudden, a baby girl named Anjali stops breathing. The new parents of the three-month-old, you can imagine, they're in a panic. Panic, They're petrified, terrified. Thankfully, sitting just a couple of rows behind them was a nurse named Tamara. She's been a nurse for 20 years, jumps into action. Pretty soon, baby starts breathing again. The whole plane did a standing ovation for Tamara. Wow. And then they applauded again when they landed in Orlando because the baby's okay. Wow. What a great story. Hey, are you looking for a job? Coming up, this makes your resume look super outdated. Hey, are you hoping to find a new job? A lot of people poking around, seeing what's out there. These are the things that makes your resume look super outdated, according to a senior recruiter at Google, okay. you can imagine the thousands and thousands of resumes she's seen. Um, so here are four things. Number one, you don't need your full address to city and state. Number two, don't put an objective statement. She says, that's got to go. It's so 1970. Uh, number three, you don't need your entire work history, just what pertains to this position. So don't put the yogurt store you worked at in high school in Jupiter, Florida. Mm-hmm. Get that off of there. Um, four, Get rid of weak action verbs like helped. Instead, use words like streamlined, implemented, improved. And finally, leave off 
References available upon request. Because that's just a given. If they need to call and mm. check on you, they're going to call and check on you. How about uh, proficient in word perfect? <laughs> Do you still have that on yours? We've been working in radio so long. I bet you my, it'd be funny to dig mine out. I bet you it says that on there. Because I was willing to do anything when I got out of college just to get a paycheck. I was like, it was. I was. I did a lot of administrative stuff. Can drive stick shift. <laughs> I have a plethora of outdated, useless skills. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to our producer Griffin today because he said he made his wife Sarah cry. And Aww. I don't know if it's a good one or a bad one. I was going to say, good or, cry or bad cry. I hope it's a good one. <laughs> Did this involve something you purchased? <laughs> I hope not. Find out what it is next. Griffin's in with us. You made your poor wife cry. What did you do, Griffin? I did. I did, yes. <laughs> um, the other day, I was trying to find something on my phone, like an old picture. And I was scrolling back and back and back. Well, I came across a picture of when my wife's grandparents were visiting us a few years ago. Well, like two years ago, this uh, my wife's grandmother passed away. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, on your iPhone, there's a thing called live photos. Sometimes you can have a setting when you take a picture. Yeah. It's like a it captures a little video and sound of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still turns out to be a still picture. Right. But like if you hold it down, you can hear the audio and see some movement. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out one of these pictures of when they were visiting was a live photo and it has grandma's voice. Well, faster, it was good to see you. <laughs> oh, That's wow. Right. Yeah. Well, faster, it was good to see you. Wow. Oh, now you're going to make me cry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh I I don't think my wife had any recordings of her grandmother's voice or anything and you know, mm. it's been a few years. Wow. So <laughs> I went upstairs after I saw it. It was, you know, late at night. And I was like, "Sarah, I'm probably going to make you cry, but look what I came across." How, how long do they special will, will to have that last as long as you've got your phone? I mean, you got to keep that somewhere. I right? saved it on the cloud and everywhere else, and I sent it to my wife. She saved it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And now we so have special. it. Special. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm so glad you were looking for that photo. Yeah. Just yeah. Wow. Oh, that is a treasure. So now Griff's mission is to go and find more. <laughs> <laughs> I did look to see if there's any more. I didn't see any, but yeah. Save them with the kids for like. 10, 15 years from now, look what I just found, right? <laughs> uh-huh. that. Just keep a, keep a catalog of them. How special is that? That's beautiful. Wow, that, uh, that audio that Griff just played of Sarah's late grandmother, how priceless is that? T- Holy he cow. totally made me wow. cry just like he made her cry. That is a treasure. And it reminded me, um, my husband, Glenn, um, very tragically, unexpectedly lost his sister, who was also his closest friend. They're three years apart. And he saved... Her voicemail, like her outgoing voicemail, mm. for as long as he possibly could, and then the technology changed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could have asked someone for help, but he just didn't think to do it. And I'm so crazy, but because we're blessed enough, my husband and I, both his mom and dad are still with us, my mom and dad are still with us, when I get a voicemail from one of them, mm-hmm. I don't delete it. Mm. And so my voicemail box gets full fast. Yeah, But I just, I want that, and I was... Uh, reminding Kevin and Griffin a second ago that um, we had on the show that if you have that voicemail, they have technology now to make it where that person, that grandma reads a book to a child. Mm. I just think that is so fascinating. So cool. But yeah, that I'm so glad he found that photo for Sarah. She'll treasure that forever. It was funny the other day. One of my kids, Kyle, our son was asking my wife something about her childhood. 
And she said, well, you should ask your dad about that when he was a kid. And he's like, Mom, we already know everything about Dad. (laughs) 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 We want to collect some memories of your childhood. (laughs) That's hilarious. I didn't know how to take that. 